Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm drinking a hot chocolate, Jane. Wow, I'm so impressed. Or am I? Yes. It's a locale one. What kind of beverage have you got today? I've also got a hot chocolate, but mine's in a can. No, you're drinking kombucha that tastes like feet. Shut up with your low-cal hot chocolate <laughs> coming at me with it's any kind I, of opinion. I'm wearing my delicious slippers that you bought me for Mother's Day. Your description of things is way off. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> what? There's only one pom-pom on one side because the dog ate the other pom-pom <laughs> off my Clean <laughs> slippers. Ate it? No, just like ripped it off and then was like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the spitting. Yeah, I don't actually want this. I don't okay. want this, but I thought I wanted it. My favourite thing about our dog at the moment is that occasionally, for no apparent reason, she just suddenly... Jumps up, has a spasm, and tries to eat her own tail <laughs> in like a and then can't get quite get it, and then just like flops back down because she's old and can't be bothered. Yeah, she'll be back though, <laughs> she's gonna give it another go. Yeah, have you noticed that she's getting gray eyebrows? I've noted very much, and they're getting that. bigger. She's got it, gives her more expression. Yes, now she's got eyebrows, she's never had eyebrows, and now she's. She can do like yeah. Mm. Podcast dog is pitch black except for little white spots on her tum tum and her little feet feet, and now and her little nose. And she's getting more and more grey mm. as she gets older, much like you over there, Jim. We do look similar. It is that thing of Weird. like people and their owners or whatever dogs and their owners. I should yeah, say but I think people and their owners. <laughs> Um, <laughs> As in, I own you. No, I do bloody, think... Not bloody wrong. Now bloody, I, bo- bloody ball and chain, am I, am I right, boys? Am I right, boys? Um, okay, but just before we introduce the show, I will say one more thing. It's very confusing to me, and I can't quite unscramble the egg about dogs and owners. Mm. Is it that the owner chooses a dog that is similar in personality, temperament and looks as themselves? Yes. Or is it that thing that happens to couples over time that the longer that you live with someone, the more of the ha- their habits you take on board and the more similar you start to look. Yeah, apparently your faces like morph into each other because you like mimicking each other's expressions yeah. for, for years. So eventually you're just the same person. <laughs> Which is good though because then what if one of you dies, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, there's a great line in the show we're going to talk about today all mm. about this, about how as a couple gets older, you end up kind of becoming one person and you've, your muscles and bones in this kind of weird way fuse together. Mm. So if something happens to one of you, you're no longer like a whole person. Yeah. Which is like frightening <laughs> and really macabre, but also I totally get that. I agree. Yeah, and it's why when you're not around, I feel half of a shell. When you're not around, I feel great. I don't know what that's. <laughs> I don't know what that says. I feel free. Maybe it's all, you're the whole person. And I'm like a mollusk ah, on the side of you. <laughs> bloody ball and chain. Am I right, boys? Oh lord. I hate my wife. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I've decided if you know this, but I'm, I'm one of those guys. I just I'm like I'm bloody, I'm bloody sick of this bloody bird. I'm gonna uh, go to the pub. I hope she buzzes. Hope she doesn't call me. <laughs> She doesn't call me at the pub. He always calls me when he's at the pub. I'll have to lie. If she calls me, I'll be like, I'm at the bloody, I'm at the office. They're bloody making me work late. 
I could count the number of times you were in a pub this year on one hand, I reckon. Anyway, uh, hello, welcome. This is Suggestible Podcast. If you haven't noticed already, we are married. I am James. Claire is here also. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I do that from time to time. We're one person. It doesn't we matter. Are. Our souls are fused. Oh, bones and somethings. Just to clarify, it's not a good thing. I don't like this amorphous <laughs> situation. <laughs> I know, look. It's like I, the movie Stuck on You with Matt Damon. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's like one. the movie Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Not that I've seen that because that is a terrifying I've never prospect. seen that movie. I saw the trailer and I went, that's about as much of that movie as I need uh, to see. Yeah, I only just saw the poster and yeah. read a tiny bit about it and then asked you to tell me a bit more about it because I was curious yeah. and then I, I realised. I was like, you don't want to know no, anything No, I don't want to know anymore. No, I can't yeah. do horror. Oh, it's not, that's not that. even horror. What is that then, if not horror? Uh, well, it's like probably body horror, I would say. It's okay, like a, or so it is or horror. Or torture porn, as they kind of call it. Oh, God. Mm. Okay, well, I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. No. Anyway, I'm Claire. James is here also. What up? <laughs> and we recommend you things to watch, read and listen to. And you're up, Jim Jam. What's your first reco? Well, do you want to talk about Catastrophe Together or do you want to do that later? No, nah, I reckon let's do it. Because right, we've let's been do it. talking about the old marriage, so let's just dive on in. Exactly. So this that is... Cesspool. So, cesspool, exactly. <laughs> is it? Is, sorry, you go. What are you no. talking? I'm sorry. We always finish each other. I'm not falling for <laughs> it. I'm just letting you get, get keep sorry, it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's written and starring Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. Sharon Horgan. Uh, what's, it about, what's it about, Claire? Give the synopsis. <gasps> Give the so synopsis. Synopsis. Right, so it's about the trajectory of a couple from the moment they meet to falling pregnant accidentally to winding up in a relationship with Rob's character. So starring Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan, obviously, the comedian yep. Rob Delaney. Yep. Um, his character is from the UK, uh, US mm-hmm. and moves from America to live with Sharon in London. Yes. Um, and then they kind of embark on a very fast marriage and then pregnancy, parenthood. And that's really it. That's mm. kind of like the rest of the story have kind of got their friends involved in the background characters um, and then issues that arise in marriage. And I guess it's there's quite a lot of sex in this show too. So much sex. A lot of talk about relationships. It's really just based on the chemistry and banter between yeah. the two of them and Which the is killer yeah. writing. Yes. And there's only four seasons and there's six episodes a season. Might be eight. I can't remember. Yeah. It's not many. Maybe there's only six. doesn't matter. It's done. It's finished. Uh, it might come back. They've talked about how they might bring it back when yeah. they're a couple I, I of I sort older. of feel like it's a perfectly formed show and I don't think it needs yes, to come back. Yes, but I, I, I agree. Um, but I also think that if you took these characters in 10, 20 years' time... It would be really gro- interesting. ...grown up yeah. and then what's kind of left of them, like between them, because they, 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 they get together because there's an accidental pregnancy and they decide to keep it so he has to move over and then they, they end up building this this life together, which neither of them were planning on or maybe even wanted. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I was listening to an interview with Sharon Horgan um, talking about the writing for this show because she kind of made her breakout role in Pulling, the TV show, yeah. um, and hadn't, had done a lot of creative stuff since but hadn't really fallen in love with anything. Mm. And then she said for this show, her and Rob had always had a really great chemistry and always thought they might do something together. And in creating this, she just suddenly felt really sure that this was something that was going to be brilliant. Yeah. Um, just in the cleverness of the writing, but also in the chemistry with Rob. And she said intentionally they wanted to make Rob's character kind. 
and right. quite gentlemanly, and you can definitely see that. And in, I mean, obviously, in lots of ways, he's not. Oh, they're awful. <laughs> he's awful, and they're both, they're both awful, awful in a lot of ways. <laughs> but you, in the particularly in the first season, which I think I enjoyed the most, yeah, you can see that it's quite surprising in a way that Rob's character as a husband figure isn't that typical oh, wife, a ball and chain, mm. or he's like a giant man-child. Yeah. He actually does grow up and just get on with things. Yeah, he's competent. And he's competent yeah. he's an, and he's competent, but he also shows up for her mm. despite everything, despite his flaws, despite he's an alcoholic, that um, a recovering alcoholic yeah. um, in the first season. And despite all of those things, he moves He moves for her because he feels strongly this is the right thing to do. I think also because he's just fallen head over heels for her. I think too. that's definitely part of it. Which um, is also yeah. a beautiful way to write it too. Yes. Um, and I think that Shar- the strength in, of Sharon's character, as much as they're both awful, what is so refreshing about her character is as a, as a female in a sitcom in a role like this, so often even if you're allowed to be funny, you still have to be very likeable. Mm. And you're not allowed to say exactly what you think all of the time. Mm. Whereas she just does. Yeah. And she doesn't apologise for it. She doesn't pander. She just says exactly what she thinks and lets it lie. Yeah. And sometimes it has disastrous consequences and sometimes it doesn't. But she's also a teacher. And, and it's also very funny. And it's so funny. Yeah. Blisteringly so. And, but there's also real moments of poignancy too. Um, mm. And I and the fact that she's a teacher and he's this kind of like advertising exec that ends up in this very soulless kind of terrible job working for Ed- a drug company. Peddling drugs too. Yeah, and he hates his job and, and that kind of is slowly destroying him yeah. in a way because you can see at the beginning of the show that he's this really stand-up guy who's really kind and, and just – is there for her and this massive rock. And then you can see what that job, I think, parenthood but also that job kind of does and erodes his self-worth over the season. So the characters feel so fully fleshed out yeah, and really real. What were some of your favourite moments? My favourite moments is really how it can turn on a dime. Like they'll be really like nice to each other and then it will just flip. And then it'll just be like, I fucking hate you. You drag me down. And then it can go, can go the other way also, which I think is really interesting because I think a lot like real life, you're like often, I don't know, for us, our fights don't last weeks or days or no, whatever, you know what I mean? It's probably, just kind of... No, they don't. They usually blow over in about half an hour. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know whether that's indicative of everybody, but I, I love the way it turns. And I just love those moments of when like they just push to the brink and one of them just snaps and I just like there's a moment where he snaps at someone who's accusing his son of biting her son. Yeah. And he, at first he tries to like walk it through it and be like, "Hey, listen, we'll try and sort this out and whatever." Which is in real life what you would yeah. do. But then there's that and moment. Gets to the point isn't where there? he's just like, "What do you want me to say?" He's like, "What the fuck do you want?" Like he just yeah, like, yeah. In that tiny. <laughs> he's like, bit. "I don't have a job. We're about to lose our house. What the fuck do you want?" Like it's yeah. this moment. It's just because they're kind of pinwheel from catastrophe to catastrophe. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do love that he takes it, and she does the same. They take it that yeah. step further to say the things that you would be thinking in that moment that, but you're not allowed to say. Or every not, now and then or, you, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One of my favorite lines, and I know you like just how mean it was, and I that was that's what not I liked all I liked about it. About it. That's because I started I'm, to hate yeah, it. That's what I thought was more, funny. The more awful. They got. That's what I thought was funny about it. I of how mean it could be. Yeah, but that yeah. made me depressed. <laughs> I just I started to hate it. I still loved it and the running was so great, but the first season, season was, was my favourite. Three is 
Is it three, the one that's really dark? Yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, that. yeah, it just, even though I know it was so funny and the, and I loved it and I lapped it mm. all up, I it started to make me feel depressed. And Whereas I preferred the first season because there's so much, it's so much more about their really great banter and chemistry. Yeah. And, the, and just there's something really beautiful about the way he's there for her in that mm. season. Um, okay, one of my first lines comes in the very first episode that yeah. I loved. It's when they're parting ways. So they meet in this kind of like one night stand and ostensibly that's what it's supposed to be in a bar and then they just kind of fall completely head over heels for each other and end up shagging like a million times a day for a whole week yeah. knowing that he has to go back to the US. So never thinking it was going to be something big or extraordinary or a big love story. They just like really were into each other mm. and had really great sex, I think. And so when they're partying before, when they think they're not going to see each other again, there's these two lines that they say, which I love. I'm going to read them to you. Sure. Rob says, I want you to know that I'm going to look back at my time with you and remember you as an extraordinarily good smelling woman with a magical ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sharon says, and I really love this too. And this is why the writing's so strong. I'll remember you as the sturdy lovemaker with a massive chin who was really kind to waiters and taxi drivers, which suggests that you might actually be a good person. Yeah, that is really, yeah. Isn't that, that, was, great? that was a great moment. Yeah. yeah. And I just think often the writing just so surprises you so much like yeah. that. I also thought in the end, one of his good friends is Chris, who lives mm. in London and is this really kind of cynical, sarcastic, deadpan, very dry yeah. character. And is he, that the little guy or the American that's guy? That's the little guy, yeah, yeah with I the like grey hair. Yeah. He's just he, – the zingers that he comes out yeah. with are just so brilliant. Yeah. The supporting yeah. cast in general is really good and yeah. and they evolve those characters. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's kind of falling apart. And also his mum is played by Carrie Fisher. Yes, uh, I remember when we were watching <laughs> that because I said you should watch this and then Carrie Fisher came on and you just went, what the F? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, She's de- she died. But d- it was filmed between 20, well, it was it's 2015 to 2019 as the seasons. There's a moment where Carrie Fisher's in London. Presumably she was also filming Star Wars at the time, I'd imagine, which yeah. is why they, because in the first season she's not in the same, they're not in any of the same scenes because so they've, they've got a newborn and she's staying with them. And she doesn't get along well with Sharon or Sharon doesn't like her. And they're like, oh, what's it like having your mother-in-law here? And she's like, oh, to be honest, it can be a bit difficult. But but actually, you know, she's been really helpful. I'm just kidding. She's fucking useless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered that. But just that, like, then that oh, moment of just I'm switching. I just, like, completely shy. I and know. It and just made me thing. laugh yeah. so hard. It's so yeah. great. That You know, the other character I really loved is Chris's wife, Fran, mm. who's played by Ashley Jensen, who is in, in Extras. Um, in extras. Yeah. yeah, and I just think her comic timing in this and her story arc as well is really beautiful over the four seasons. Yeah. But I just think her comic timing is so she's really good. Funny, she's yeah. like a woman going through a divorce in her, I'd say, what, late 40s? I think she's supposed to be mid 40s. Mid 40s. Or yeah. And just, there's just some, oh, really, really amazing things that she does with their face and just like great yeah. one liners. And I don't, yeah, anyway. She's really, really good. And because yeah. in, um, in Extra, she's kind of like a ditz kind of. Yeah, whereas this, she's... Which is fine. Like, I'm not, like... But I, I much prefer her character. Her character in this, in yeah. this one. Yeah, no, she's really, really great. Okay, so Hard Recommend and Catastrophe Definitely. is on, I'm going to say, was it Stan? Stan here? Yeah. It's probably on BBC sure something. Stan or Amazon. But don't you think it would be interesting to come back to these characters in, like, 20 years? I'm not saying it would oh, necessarily be as especially, good. Oh, completely. Especially seeing... Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney yeah. age, age mm. like, look the age that they are. Because she's 
I think now 50, 51. And he's oh, God, she looks extraordinary. Mm. That woman is yeah. an extraordinary looking human. I just think. She's in Game Night. Yeah, she is. She's in. Lo- and she's also in This Way Up. That's the one we reviewed last week that's really brilliant. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't finished that. I've got to finish that. Oh, you haven't finished it? has got like two episodes it? left. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't with get, Ashley. Because I was watching this. So I was, oh, um, yeah. there you go. Well, no, that show is brilliant. And that's how I got onto Catastrophe yeah. because I started watching this way out because Sharon Horgan is the writer um, with Ashling B. Yes. And the comedian. And that show is brilliant too. And I think I saw Sharon talking about um, this way up and saying that after Catastrophe, this way up has been something incredibly special yeah. to have made. So anyway, I'm really in a big rabbit hole of all her writing. Mm. Um, and on that note, can I talk about my quick recommendation? I would love a quick recommendation. It segues into this as well. This is just a quick one. because I. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I've been looking into everything Sharon Horgan and her writing. Um, Love Story is a podcast with Dolly Alderton mm. um, and it came out to coincide with Dolly's brilliant book, if you haven't read, you should, called Everything I Know About Love. Um, and this podcast came out at the same time as she'd written a new chapter called Everything I Know at 30. Um, and Love Story, the podcast, is a series where Dolly talks to guests about their most defining relationships. So if yes. you don't remember, Dolly Alderton hosted the podcast The Hilo. Yes, um, which and is so over, she looks, correct? Yeah, which is over. I know, mm. which she hosted with Pandora Sykes, one of my favourite pods. Um, and she, Dolly Alderton also hosted Sentimental Garbage um, with Carolyn O'Donoghue, the okay. um, sentimental in the city. Anyway, by the by, this podcast series I hadn't – scene and it's the passion heartbreak longing familiarity and fondness that formed who they are that dolly explores in her guests Mm. Um, and the episode i started on was with sharon horgan all right which i really loved yeah sorry you were telling me yeah and it just broke down her writing process because one of her um greatest love stories is her writing and creativity Mm. and how in her 20s she kind of auditioned for everything and couldn't gave up on it in a way and then She's one of those people, I think, that has have came into their own in their 30s and beyond. Yeah, she broke um, late. Yeah, yeah, she broke late. And also she writes her own stuff. Yeah. Which I think um, for women particularly, you kind of almost have to do to be able to get really great characters and really authentic characters um, or at least end up in producing as well, which yeah. I think is another thing like a Tina Fey has done. Mm. Either you're producing as well as starring in or you're writing. Even another one I could think of is Margot Robbie who started just producing her own stuff. The first thing that she did when she got a little bit of pull was start making her own stuff, which was very smart. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I just think that shows – because for women, the roles can be such bullshit. I mean, it's like Renee – Renee, not Renee – Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, exactly. and it's, it doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be good or gold, even. But like, at least you can, you can at least you can write or be in yeah, stuff that. Yeah, and you're just going to get complex, um, engaging, yeah. interesting characters, mm. um, and and through your forties and fifties, which, as we know, for yeah. women in film, it tends to be this kind of like 
shelf that you just fall off. Whereas yeah, men can right. just be old and balding and still starring. And then they get movies. a Liam Neeson style Taken movie. Yeah, where my daughter's exactly. been taken. I'm gonna go. Yeah, so I, I better go to Europe. <laughs> oh. So I think that that's all they have. I'm to out of the game. All right. Sorry. <laughs> and they can somehow seem to coast through without any kind of terrible plastic surgery. Like for instance, the Friends reunion that's coming out recently. Good lord! And I watched the trailer for it. The women look in on the whole incredibly amazing and have not aged that much. The men look bloody awful. And and they're still, you know, getting TV shows and Are all they that though? Stuff. Yeah. Ross is, but... As in Joey, wasn't he in something? He's in... What's that? Didn't was, he have like was, a TV a, show? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Joey, he was in Joey. <laughs> yeah, in another no, he one. was in... Um, Matthew Perry particularly looked... Well, he's had well, he's had like substance abuse Yeah, he. And, I, yeah. Looked, I was worried for him. I wanted to scoop him up and give him a cuddle. Yeah. That guy looked like he I was mean, in all I mean, they were all fine. Sorts. But yeah, they're also... Of course. Over the yeah, scheme of also, things, those they're guys all are not people to worry about. At least mid-50s, all of them. Yeah, so, you but know. I guess my point is the women do not look like... Women in their f- mid fifties, the blokes absolutely do. Sure, not that they look terrible. It's just that they look like they're as age, aged as a normal person would, mm. whereas the women haven't. And that ca- takes an, an extraordinary amount of money, discipline, time, surgeries. Yes, got research. God knows what else. You got to get on that elliptical. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I think in order to get some interesting stuff, often women end up having to produce and write, mm. which also isn't a bad thing and is a great thing. Weightlifting is very good for overall health and longevity. All right, here he goes. It is. I know, and bone density. Resistance training. Bone density as your skin slips off your bones. Exactly. Anyway, so that's my other recommendation, Love Story. She also interviews people like Marion Keys, the author Lily Allen, the musician, Who's and Marian Stanley Keys? Tucci. Marion Keys, she writes novels. Okay. One of her breakout novels was Watermelon. She's written, she's an Irish writer. Uh, okay. It's a love story. She tends to write, I don't want to say chiclet because that phrase really annoys me. Yeah, because it implies trash, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not. But she tends to write books with women in the central characters that explore love and relationships. That just sounds say. like a book. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but that that was historically where she's kind yeah. of been in. But she's probably one of the biggest selling authors globally, particularly in Ireland okay. and the UK. And every, I mean, she's amazing. She's also hilarious. And if you follow her on Instagram, you should, you should yeah. She's I do actually. A I'm, delight. A, I'm actually a massive fan. And she's just Stanley Tucci also. She's really funny. Yes, yeah, like, fan of lots, the Tucci. Yeah, there's lots of um, great interviews on there with some interesting people. Yeah. And Dolly's a great interviewer, so I recommend that pod. Yeah, Stanley Tucci was a model Ooh. in like the 80s. I don't know if you've seen. Really? In, like, you can look it up. He's in like a Levi's commercial or something. I know that some women have a real boner for Stanley. There's no reason you wouldn't. Stanley Tucci is incredible. He's a handsome man. But I think people are like, but he's bald. But like that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at no, all. He's he's very charismatic. Yeah, he, he, he was really he was good in the Devil Wears in, Prada. Yeah, he was, and he's doing cocktails in lockdown or whatever. Wasn't he making cocktails yes, on Instagram? Yes, yes, that's or whatever? something that people are really into. Did you as find well. the Stanley Tucci? No, I'm looking at that. Why don't you do your recommendation? Okay, while, while you look, look up at, pictures of Stanley Tucci. <laughs> um, this Stanley is something Tucci. I watched a while ago. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. In a wife beater. Have you Ooh. found it? <laughs> I know what it looks like, Claire. It's the background of my phone. <laughs> he's in a white wife beater and he's already balding and it doesn't Doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't make a difference, does it? Hey, the tooch. I had no idea. And he's also aged phenomenally because he's been bald for that long. You know what I mean? No, I don't really. Well, if you, you go bald early, that's just what you look like for the next 40 years. Oh, yeah. So you look less... 
like you've aged? Is that what you mean? Or, or you just stay the same, you know what I mean? Because then, see, like, I you see. might look older initially, but then when you're 60, you look the same. I get you, I get you, I get you. Yeah. All right, yes, sexy man. I watched uh, Bad Trip a while back. This is on Netflix. It stars Eric Andre, Alil Ray Howery, uh, Tiffany Haddish. It's a hidden camera show, a movie, sorry, uh, where two best friends are pulling hilarious and inventive pranks on uh, unsuspecting public. So have you ever seen, like, uh, Dirty Grandpa, the Johnny Knoxville one where he's dressed as a grandpa? Definitely not. It's kind of got... It's like Borat, okay? Where there's hated Borat. Just I'm trying to explain this movie, Claire. <laughs> so there's a narrative where they're trying. He's trying to get to the other side of the country to to ask out his crush from from school. But then they're just pulling pranks like along the way on the, on the public. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not a big fan of of public pranks because I think like YouTube, for example, has ruined it. You're just being mean to people. Do you know what I mean? You're just right. being bothersome. It's also led to people like getting shot and arrested and all these kinds of things. But the thing about Eric Andre is, have you ever seen anything that he does? The joke is often on him, and often with people, they're either in on the joke or it doesn't like affect them directly. Does that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you ever see Trigger Happy TV from the early two thousands? There's a callback. It was like a fun like British prank show. It's kind of in 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 that sense. So basically. Yeah, look, the story's fine because, you know, th- that that's not really what you're here for. But some of the pranks, are gen- like, I genuinely laughed out loud, like, multiple times. And it definitely loses kind of steam towards towards the end. But some of the situations, like, they're just, they're just very inventive. And everyone in it is, like, really good at selling them. And the public just, the, they're just, like, baffled by, by what's unfolding. There's a, mo- like, he's working in a smoothie thing. And there's probably, like, the grossest one is... Or is where he accidentally puts his hand in like a blender. <laughs> like, oh not really. God. Like, yes. and then so there's people watching and he puts his hand in and, you know, he's screaming and whatever. And But it's great. It's it's really, really funny. Look, it's it's a bit rude at moments. I'm not going to lie. There's a gorilla scene in particular, which I won't get into. But there's also like a musical number. What do you mean there's a gorilla I scene? I won't get into it if you are going to watch it. You probably won't. But Does he have a little doodle or something no. dancing around in no. the nude? No, it doesn't matter. If, I don't want to spoil it for people who are going to watch it because if you like Eric Andre or you like Jackass or things like that, then you'll probably enjoy I this. I really hated Jackass. I hate these kind of things. The thing I is, hate them. I don't have a problem with Jackass. I think I have a problem with everything, every kind of bad knockoff because Jackass is just guys injuring themselves, I know, which is I fine. I hate that stuff. Do you know why I hate it? Because it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I hate watching people do like any do, kind of med- know, oh, medical procedures or hurt themselves or nails doing, through hands. Yuck, hate it. Johnny Knoxville, who's now 50. What has like, doesn't he have like acquired brain injuries? He's got a lot of injuries. He's actually okay all in all, but they're doing another one. There's one coming out this year, Jackass 4, and they're all like 50. So it's going to be horrible. I mean, they've already filmed it, so they're all okay. But yeah. But also in this, there's a musical number where he's in like a shopping mall or shopping centre if you're in Australia. And he just does this musical number about this girl that he's just met. But he does it like with the general public around. And they're just like confused and angry at him. <laughs> and he's like dancing around and singing. And, and it's, just, it's just funny. He's really funny. I don't know if you know anything about Eric Andre and his show, but it's just, it's, it's so bizarre, but so funny. Yeah. All right, I, really I like need him. to stop being sceptical. I need to rein it's my skepticism not for, it's, in. Look, it's not for you. And look, to be honest, this kind of thing is not really for me in general. Like, I'm not a huge Borat fan or whatever. It's, it's whatever. Like, I think it's 
it's obviously very clever and inventive. I know. When I say I hate Borat, thing, it doesn't yeah. mean I don't think it's a very great piece of art. It's just that I don't enjoy it. No, and it. Borat is like the best of this kind of thing. But often I find pranks, as I said, especially on YouTube, you're just hassling people. You know what I mean? What was that one that Ashton Kutcher did? He did a show called Pranked. Yeah, but didn't he come out and say something? Didn't he have like a catchphrase? It was really You got punked. Hard. That's it. Did oh. I say pranked? I meant to say punked. It was punked. You've been punked. Yeah, it wasn't pranked. It was punked. It was so I remember that. It was on like was it on YouTube or something? No, no, it was on like MTV or oh, whatever. That's right. And, there and was he was always getting Justin Timberlake. Yeah, or yes, whatever. he was. That's right. JTT was in it. And that's why I used to watch it because I love myself. The one where JTT, um, he they made Zach Braff hit a kid. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> because yeah. he thought his car was scratched or something. <sighs> anyway, apparently Ashton Kutcher lives now with Myla Kunis. Did I say her surname? I don't know. Yeah, Myla um, Kunis, yeah. Um, you said the first name wrong. <laughs> but oh, do you like? It's Miller. Miller. Anyway, which is Russian or maybe Ukrainian? I don't know. Anyway, they live on this like incredibly amazing, sustainable eco farm. Mm. I saw an article in possibly Vogue. Sure. <laughs> do you know what I'm really enjoying? How all of the magazines and newspapers and things have caught up to Instagram and now have really great formats where you can read really great articles on Instagram and they're done through pictures. So if you follow their accounts, they'll come up with a really great image that then clicks you through to a link to their site and it has like a grid with a whole lot of different images. You click on one and it gives you the full story. Ah. And the images are so beautiful. And so it's like reading a glossy magazine. But on your phone. But on your phone. It's just brilliant. And I know obviously that's not a new thing, but I just really appreciate it because I think for a while I never bought magazines, but Mm. there was kind of like a gap in that kind of those kind of great stories, I used to love. I used to get the Sunday yeah. magazine you know, when yeah. the paper arrived, and you'd open it up, and there'd be those. I just, you know, like a lifestyle section with like a great photo of a really cool it, celebrity. Yeah. I don't know. I love those stories. Ridiculous, like now, but that kind of stuff to me, it feels light. Like if I'm reading a magazine, I'm like. This is late and it doesn't move. <laughs> and I know that sounds like ridiculous if there's any older people listening, like, well, bloody kids. I know what you mean because, but there's because no, stories are so current. Yeah, now. that's not all that. And like, there's so much interactivity, like you mentioned, you can do online. And it's an instant is not necessarily a bad thing, it's a format that you can do really interesting things with. Mm. That is what I'm saying. Yeah, but what I'm liking, I think, about the Instagram magazine stuff is yes, there's the immediate kind of. Sites that you follow that will give you like the cut or something that gives you like immediate sort of interesting articles that pop up that have obviously yeah. been written in a churning kind of way. But then there's also, and the cut does this too, I guess, longer form pieces that mm. have been based on an interview or multiple interviews and research yeah. that I think for a while, but getting my information just from like my social media feed or Twitter or something doesn't give you that really in-depth journalism and those kind of and it's not even necessarily about earth-shatteringly important no, of course not. stories but I love a good deep dive into I don't know Gwyneth Paltrow or, or something or like the you know um, Ashton Kutcher's eco farm or whatever sure. um, Gwyneth Paltrow sucks all right here we go don't get me started <laughs> she anyway <does. laughs> I just uh, that's all I'm saying. Oh, the other thing I've been doing to get more in my news too, which I've really enjoyed, is I've subscribed to the New York Times oh. um, newsletters. 
I've probably said this before on the show, but I'm really enjoying them. They have like a daily briefing, but you can get an Australian version. Oh, which I'll the Australian stop New York saying, Times. You're so annoying. I'm interested. I'm, I'm, because it's, it's, a, it's an audio medium, you're so, being so people mean. need to. I'm not. People need to know that I'm interested. Yeah, oh, no, you're being sarcastic, and I'm you're not, always I'm like not, every time I try and suggest something a slightly higher brow, oh. you're like. Ugh. You what make about some noise I, like a strangled cat? I just recommended <laughs> bad trip, and you were like, "Boo, a thing I hate." Yeah, Boo, that's true. move I on. Know. I know, but I'm allowed to insult you. There's a bloody <laughs> ball and chain, am I right? This bloody, bloody uh, this is a bloody one way street, am I right, boys? All right, all right. Anyway, sorry, you're no, subscribed right. to, you're to Australian New York Times. Ah. Anyway, I just think it's a really great. Um, they just and they they come into your inbox every day, and you can get you can choose the topics that you're interested in. So if if sports is your thing or no. film, there's a really great one. I get recommendations for shows now because they have TV <laughs> and film recommendations oh. as like a newsletter that comes out once a week, okay. and it has like kind of obscure shows that you wouldn't necessarily know off the top of your head. So I thought you might enjoy that one actually because it. Um, I do have a subscription. A, I think yeah. it's lapsed at this point. Um, you don't need a subscription for these; it's oh. free. But they and the Australian one I really enjoy because I like seeing stories written with a slightly more objective perspective, I guess, than some of our media outlets. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, kind of written from an organisation that isn't actually from within Australia, yeah. so you get a slightly different take on the Australian yes. news and what's happening. Anyway, I'm really enjoying it. That's excellent. That's it. Should we do? Um, should we do any letters? Before, or while you're setting that up, should I do a, a, a review? You, well, do? it's all set up, but you can do your review. That's how we review. traditionally do this. That is true. So people they leave reviews for us if they're feeling particularly kind, don't they? Correct. And you can do it in app. You open it up if you want to give five stars. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to share this podcast with a friend, grab their phone, download it, or your partner. That's fine too. Anybody you know, and don't be like, if I play it ten times, does it help? No. I want any of that. I appreciate it. No, make somebody else listen to it. Make them. That grab them really and shake helps. them and say, listen to this and shake them until they agree. Uh, <laughs> but ha- reviews, get them subscribe to subscribe. That's that right. That would be nice. But reviews, also don't if they don't like it. That's, that's fine cool too. too. Uh, but reviews also help. Like I said, in-app. This is from uh, Matthias who says, it's good. Just leaving a five-star review so James has something to read at the end of the show. Ah, appreciate it's, it, Matthias. But it's not the end of the show, is it? No, because we also have a lovely audio letter. Let's let it play. All right, so suggestiblepod at gmail.com. You can email in your audio letter there with a recommendation or a story or what have you. And this week's one is from Georgia and Lottie. Let's do it. Hi, Claire and James. I'm Georgia. And I'm Lottie. Oh, and yeah. we are a couple of queers from Cardiff, a couple of gays about town, here with <laughs> a suggestible for you. Uh, recently I watched the BBC series, two-part series, called Three Families, about um, changing the the strict abortion law in Northern Ireland. And it was really good, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and also, side note, uh, we made the lemon pie from <laughs> oh, Claire's no. uh, newsletter we last week. And, hmm, not sure if it was my fault, but it did not go very well. <laughs> I was suspicious from the get-go. I thought, there's no way that this is going to turn out to be a lemon pie. And, well, I was correct. Um, So make that recipe if you really want some lemony scrambled eggs, I guess. (laughs) Um, We shall be making a different recipe lemon pie next week. We'll update you in due course. Love the show. 
Have a great day. Thank Love you. you. Bye. They, oh, for a second, I'm like, I thought it was a real conversation. Because I was going to be like, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thanks. Oh, no, they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Georgia and Lottie. I'm so sorry. Okay, so I have a disclaimer to make. They, t- What are you looking at? Whose fault is this? It's totally mine. Why is it your fault? All right, okay. Two, two prongs. Okay. Two prongs to this apology. One, if you don't read my newsletter, you bloody should. Anyway, no, that's also one of my prongs. That was me just yelling at you. So my newsletter comes out every Friday and I have a, re- a recipe that goes with each one. Sure. And normally... Where can you sign up for that? And there's a link in the bio. Oh, excellent. In the show notes. And you can also just find it on my Instagram bio too. There's a link there. You can sign up. Goodness. Just be careful. Sometimes the confirmation email goes to spam. So just check your spam. Check your spam. Anywho. Uh, so, yes, back to Georgia and the beautiful Lottie. Um, Georgia's not beautiful? No. Be- <laughs> and also... I'm so very clever and smart. Beautiful Georgia and Lottie. So <laughs> I put 25 minutes down because I'd writ- handwritten the Lemon Impossible Pie in my scrapbook and I didn't write in the time. Uh, and I just I just sort of scratched my head and went, I'm pretty sure it's 25 minutes. And I was in a hurry and I just wrote in 25 minutes. But then when I went back and looked it up, which I should have done, it's actually an hour. Oh, my God. So you just made, yeah, no wonder it turned out like lemon I scrambled. I know. Do you reckon, they're gonna, do you reckon you've broken the trust and they're going to give it another go? I hope so. Mm. I think they should. I think they should. It's also your mum's recipe. You don't blame my mum for your <laughs> mistake. How dare you? There is also, I'm, I am actually in this week's newsletter going to put in another recipe for Lemon Impossible Pie if they want to try that one because it's got it's slightly different and you actually have to whip the egg whites. Because the reason it's Lemon Impossible Pie is that you put all the ingredients together and then it bakes and it comes up with like a sort of pastry-esque layer, a filling, and then a crisp layer on top. The other prong to my apology is that it's not going to be like a lovely lemon pie that you would like a lemon meringue pie or something. It's like a quick fix. It's a quick fix. So it only takes 25 minutes to bake. An hour, an hour, an hour. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so it's not going to be like – a British, incredibly amazing meringue, lemon no meringue British pie. Bake Off situation. No, but it is a good weeknight impossible pie. Sure. Kind of pudding, lemon pudding. Anyway, Georgia and Lottie, you guys sound bloody awesome. We think you're top. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Are you still there? Are you Hang still on, there? No, it's not real. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot again. <laughs> All right, that's is that the it. show? That's the show. We've been to Jasper Podcast. Collins is on holidays. He's on holidays. So we are, are left to our own devices to edit and put the show notes together. Oh, no. Apologies uh, for Claire's poor edit, who's going to be editing this. Oh, what? No, it's going to be real good. It won't oh, wait, be as are good you as editing Collings. it or am yeah. I editing I'll it? Edit it? I'll yeah, edit it. I'll edit it. I'll edit it. That's fine But uh, it won't be as good as Collins' edit no. because he's bloody great at editing mm, it. He is. But, you know, we'll do it. We'll manage it. That's right. We will. And if you're listening, Collings, we hope you're enjoying the Mass Effect re-release trilogy of video <laughs> games. Is that what he's Which was playing? one of the things he was planning on his holiday. <laughs> who knows what else he's up to? I think he said he was going to do some house things. Very good. Well, who knows? We wish you well out there, Collings. He's a long-suffering... I hope you're not listening to this, Collings. You shouldn't be listening to us on your, no, on your break. No, take some time... God damn it, away from us. <laughs> <laughs> but not too long, we missed Not too you. long. I'm already <laughs> <We miss> struggling. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. Okay, grab have that a great gem. week. No. What? Don't grab it. What? Just pat it. Pat it? Gently. What? No. Pat, pat. Pit, pat, pit. <laughs> I'm going to uh, record a bunch of things with Nick Mason. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. I'm going to drink another low-cal hot chocolate. Boo! And watch Girls 5 ever. I'm going to talk about it next week. Yeah, that's a funny show. Bye. Bye. 
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 